Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Your attitude. 
how do you see it? How many of us are always going, well, you know, what about that thing, that thing that's wrong? What about that wrong thing? And then how many of us are like, but but we could do it this way. You know, what's the difference? The difference is us. We control that. That's the only thing we do control. We live in a world with crazy politics going on right now. we got crazy people running the show. We let them do that. We let it happen. We didn't stop it from happening, and it's happening, and crazy people are in, in control, all kinds of them. And they're on all sides of the party. They're on all sides all over the place. And even the ones that, you know, we think are good, look at them. Some of them are friggin' crazy, crazy people. There's some common sense folks, but they generally are kind of boring. Or they don't have enough public support to to, to get known, you know. I, I wonder if we were to get somebody that actually thought things out and thought about the big picture and thought about common sense and actually thought about the people instead of gaining power, instead of preserving power, instead of building a power base, instead of making money. I wonder how that would be, you know. I've often thought about running for office on a common sense platform. I just don't have, at this moment in my life, any millions of dollars to put towards it or you know, any any public platform that would get the kind of reach that you would need. And, and I watch these guys, um, you know, running on, on third parties and, and, you know, without big budgets, and I applaud them. I think they're doing good work. I think that more of us should do that and, and, and jump in the ring. Um, and I, I encourage that. And we're going to be talking about a tool that we've just launched that's going to empower people to be able to do that. But at very least, you know, knowledge is power. We talk about that. Well, I talk about it all the time. Knowledge is power. That's all this is about is empowering people through knowledge. That's what this show is all about, empowering people through knowledge, bringing people aware of truths that affect us all. You know, do you listen to the mainstream news and say, oh, that's what's happening? Because if you do, you should pay attention to which one you're watching because there's one that paints one picture, one that paints another one picture, and very little true journalism going on anymore. Generally, there's agenda-driven journalism. And I don't know if there's enough points of view and we're savvy enough to listen to enough of them, I guess we can find the truth through it all. Or we can get out there and experience it. You know, how many of you get out there and participate? Break away from the TV screens and the and the, the social networking and get out there in the fray and, and, and step into it for a little bit. How many of you have experienced some of the, the hardships or the or the blessings that the world has to offer firsthand? You know, a lot of it has to do with getting to know people and, and experiencing uh, relationships and being present. You know, it's funny, we live in this social media world now where uh, people have whole relationships without ever meeting and seeing each other, without touching each other, without, without um, you know, sharing a hug or a kiss or a, um, a cup of joe together. Um, they're all clickety-clacks on keyboards and, and opinions and thoughts and 
mostly bitches and wines and, and gripes. And I can't help but wonder, you know, if that's not part of what's wrong. And I think that's part of what we're doing here. I think part of what we're doing here is, is having a real conversation. Um, we really like the new format with the Zoom because we get to see both sides of it. We actually canceled our guest today because we didn't have it working. Why didn't we have it working? Well, because shit happens in life. Things happen. Things happen to health. People get sick. People get hurt. Um, people get locked up for stupid reasons. And sometimes they have to do with pot, sometimes they don't. People have things that they did 100 years ago come back and haunt them. These are all things that happen in real life. I've witnessed it, I've experienced it. And they come back and they make life really real and they make your priorities all change. How many of you have ever known uh, or, or gotten injured? That's an instant priority change. You're driving along, heading somewhere, and all of a sudden, bam, a car wreck. You wake up in the hospital. Your life's all different now. Whatever you thought was important yesterday, it's not important today because the only thing that's important is maybe hopefully getting out of that hospital bed. You're going through life today, living your life, and all of a sudden, 20 cops come through with their machine guns and their helicopters, and they take you off to jail, and they tear your house apart, and they take all your stuff. Guess what? Your priorities just changed. Happens. I've experienced it. Heaven forbid what happens, you wake up one day and find out that you're sick. And you have to make some serious life changes or somebody that you love. You know, all of these things happen all the time. When people come and they ask me, hey, how you doing? And I half-jokingly say I'm above ground, breathing, and currently out of custody. That's the real honest truth. It's a good day. It's a good day. I'm above ground. I love living, folks. Anybody who knows me knows I love to breathe. I love to live. I love to walk around. I love to talk. I love to look at you in the eye. I love to give you a big hug. I love to have a real personal experience. I love that. I live for it. I also love making the world different. I love changing things. I love having an impact on the world around me. I love it. Just love it. I love to create things. I love to engage. I love all of these things that life has to offer. When I die, I'll find out what that's all about. But right now, I love to live. So above ground is a really good thing. Breathing. You know, people take breathing for granted. I have a lung condition, and that's why breathing is really important to me. I'm allergic to a fungus that is pretty common in the world I live in. And I, I, I fight it. fight it all the time. And I have some pretty good approaches to it, but it gets me sometimes, and sometimes I get it. But struggling for breath has been something I've, I've had since I was a kid. I've, I've ended up in uh, emergency rooms many, many times with a freaking machine and injections and all, all that fun stuff. So breathing is really, really, really important to me, and I, and I, I love every breath I take, and I, I hope to breathe a billion more. And currently out of custody, you know, that's an interesting term that if you've ever been in custody and you're in the middle of a case and they address your status as a defendant, they will refer to you as currently out of custody if you are currently out of custody. And I think it's it's an important 
thought to consider because at this moment, we're not locked up, right? But what happens when you are? What happens if you are? Well, then you are currently in custody. And when you're in custody, hopefully it's a temporary thing. Many of us have been through it and and I've experienced it more than once. Five times I've been in custody for this plant that we all fight for, or some of us fight for more than others. And when I was in there, locked up, that was one of the things I used to comfort me was that this is a current state. It's, it's going to end. I know one day I won't be in custody. And when I'm not in custody, I'm so grateful. I try to be grateful every day that I'm not in custody because you know what? It's a horrible situation. And it's mostly a horrible situation, I think, because it's not what custody was designed for. You know, prisons and jails were designed to keep dangerous people away from the public. And they're used to house all kinds of people that really, frankly, many of them don't belong there. And I'm not saying that everybody that's locked up doesn't belong there, but a lot of folks are and don't. You know, the Human Solution International, it's interesting, I'm listening to some audiobooks right now about all kinds of things, but one of them was talking about successful business and that it takes 10 years to build a brand, 10 years to build a successful business. Uh, you know, if you do something and you experience success, that's great, and, and I, of course, wish that for you. But to truly be successful, you got to stand the test of time. And I've talked about this many, many times about situations that have come up when we were just getting started or first, you know, two or three years, and people would come up to me and say, well, we'll see where you are in a few years. We'll see if you stand the test of time. Well, I'm here to say we've lasted 10 years. The Human Solution International has been a nonprofit for 10 years, and then some now. And we've been a 501c3 for almost seven years now. And we're here. We're not going anywhere. And we're making a difference. We're getting better all the time. We're getting stronger all the time. And that's part of what this show's about. I encourage you to learn about it, investigate it, be part of it engage it, help it to become better. This year, the last few years, we've we've grown. We've, we've added four, I think, four new chapters. And uh, we're going to be adding a new graphic that show the status of the Human Solution International. Now, over the years, we have chartered, I don't know, I think it's probably getting close to 50 chapters now. And when a chapter gets chartered, a lot of times it'll be for a reason. We get a case that needs support, and I could go on and talk about all the cases that happen. Now, once again, these priorities sort of show themselves because when somebody is in trouble and they're fighting a case and they're fleeing, they're they're fighting for their lives. Well, they sure need a group like ours, right? But then somewhere down the line, the case gets over, gets resolved, gets settled, gets dismissed, gets won, gets lost. Whatever happens, what happens? still need this group? Well, frankly, most of you don't. Most of you move along. But you know what? There's a core of people that have held this group together and have carried it on. So there's a number of chapters. I'd say probably close to half of the chapters that we have 
are in some state of inactivity. But they're still a chapter. They're still alive. They're still there. And I, I suspect that if in the area that they were chartered that there was a need specifically for what we do, it'll light right back up again. And that's, that's how we've always been. We've always been kind of, uh, you know, like I've always referred to us as a striker team. We grow and adapt and learn and react and act as we need to. And when there's a need for a rally, we gather together and we make a rally. When there's a need for letters to be written, we gather together and do that. There's all these different things that we can do in a gra as a grassroots organization. And sometimes it requires a lot of boots on the ground and, and people present. Um, and other times it, we can do it from wherever we are. But one of the things that we're doing right now as we're coming into our election cycle is we're raising the bar. And we're inviting any active member, meaning you've actually paid your membership dues in the last year, or you've been a sponsor, or there's a few lifers, people that have lifetime memberships, just because you're that bitchin'. And there are some people that are just that bitchin' that have done such extraordinary things that you deserve it, frankly. And, uh, and um, you know, there's not a lot of them, but there's a few. There's some hardway memberships. At one point, we were issuing a lot of those. And that's for somebody who's locked up or, or going through a case that wants to be part of this team, wants to be part of this community, but just doesn't have the 15 bucks a year it's going to take to become a paid member or the 420 a month. That's fine. If you're fighting a case and you're engaged, you're, you qualify as a hardway member. We're not an exclusive group that says, well, you got to, you know, be part of the Skull and Bones Club to get in here. No, we just want you to care enough to do something for it. You know, it's almost like you run a shop and everybody comes in or some people come in and they engage you. And other people are like, what do you got for free? What do you got for free? What are your samples? What are you giving away? Well, you know, how much do you value that customer? A lot, a little, some, you mostly probably just want them to get on out of here. So there's room for somebody who's serious about this to come in. So everybody that comes in, it's like, what do you got for free? Hook me up, hook me up. Well, you know, look in a mirror for a second. Listen to yourself. Is that what you want to contribute to something? Or do you want to be part of this? You know, we're an active, living, breathing organization. We're all volunteer. Nobody makes a nickel at this. We volunteer a lot of our time, a lot of our energy, we travel, we've been we've been there for people who needed it, and we continue to do that, and we're going to continue to do that. So as we're getting closer to our election, which is going to be in September, I'm going to encourage you to not only sign up and become a member, cast your vote for, for the new leadership team, but to uh, engage, maybe run for, run for a position. You know, we'd love to have some fresh, uh, enthusiastic people. If you're looking at possibly signing up to start a chapter, it's real easy. And you become a beacon. You become a light in a dark place. You know, when Craig Cecil calls, hopefully he'll call today. Um, but when he calls, it's one of the things he always says is, thank you for shining a light in a dark place around here. And, you know, it's 
part of what we do. So Craig Cecil called last week, as he does every week, and he got cut off. He said, you know, um, it looks like they're having a lockdown, and I'm going to probably get cut off. And about a minute or so later, after talking, he did get cut off. And normally he gets his full 15 minutes to talk. But, um, um, no, not this time. He got cut off. So he sent me a message uh, a couple of days ago that described what happened, and I just want to read it for you. I'd like to share some of these messages we get with the prisoners um, so that you can understand, you know, kind of what's happening. Human Solution International has been a prison outreach organization as well as a court support, grassroots organizing, educating, supporting, all these things that we do to support civil rights cases, causes um, involved with ending cannabis prohibition, involved with veterans' rights issues, involved with uh, indigenous people issues, involved with uh, disabled issues, all of those things we stand for, and we're here to make a difference. And when those things come up, we do. Anyways, here's the message from Joe. Hi, Joe. Our lockdown last night was caused by the guy sitting next to me right now. It was not because he did something wrong. To the contrary, it was because he did something right. Three new guys came into our cell block shortly before I phoned. Instead of providing them with mattresses, they gave him a pad, which is a piece of junk thinner than a blanket. My buddy complained on their behalf and mentioned the officer only needed to go down the hallway to get them a new mattress. The lockdown was because the officer overreacted and worried, but he was going to cause an, uh, an uprising. They were worried about an uprising because of the prevalence of staff on inmate beatings. Thus, the lockdown. They didn't discipline him. Instead, the lieutenant ordered that the mattresses be supplied. This is your federal tax dollars at work. I was briefly interviewed about not getting insulin, so I believe the administration here has heard all of you. This is their worst fear, that folks outside the prison will find out what's going on in here. Thank you for helping me, and most of all, thank you for securing my safety by putting a protective shield around me. Craig, life without possibility of parole for pot. Now, for anybody who's been involved with this organization, many of us have been writing uh, letters to prisoners and, and having a relationship with prisoners, pot prisoners particularly, for a long time. And, you know, sometimes people don't know. I don't know what to say. I don't know anything about it. And it's too much hassle. But you know what? Um, if you have a human solution meeting or attend one, one of the things we generally do is we pick an inmate or two to write to. And we all pass around a letter. And we, we, we put a letter together and we send it off. It's a little simple thing that we can do. We've done it historically for, I guess, almost 10 years now. And I remember when I was locked up and mail call would come, and I was in a dorm that had about 150, 160 people in it. And mail call would come, and generally there'd be about three or four guys that would get mail. And I was one every single time. Every time that mail came, I always got something. And it was mostly from people I knew. I mean, I, I knew a lot of people, and we were already working with the Human Solution at the time, and, and we had already had this. I was leading the organization and I was locked up. So yeah, I got mail. But I got mail from people I didn't know too. 
And you know that was powerful. I can remember um, as I was I was locked up at Thanksgiving, and when Thanksgiving came, uh, I think it was the day before, uh, we got mail, and I got a bunch of cards, a bunch of letters, and uh, two or three of them were from people I had never met before. And I, I got to tell you, as being incarcerated, getting a letter from somebody that I didn't know that knew that I was locked up and cared that I was locked up, and just wanted to share that with me. I can remember today, more than well, eight years later, how important that was, how impactful that was. So, you know, if you're not part of a human solution chapter, maybe consider being part of one. If there isn't one near you, maybe consider starting one. Uh, this is all stuff that matters, folks. This is all stuff that matters. All right. Well, we're going to start our show now that I've just been yammering away. And uh, let's see, we've got Dana Bland on the line to talk. We've got Mike and Sarah. We've got Glenn Keeling. And uh, I believe this is Craig Cecil. So let's see what Craig has to say. And we'll see where we go from there. You have a prepaid call. You will not be charged for this call. This call is from Craig Cecil. An inmate at a federal prison. This call is being recorded and is subject to monitoring. Hang up to decline the call or to accept. Dial 5 now. Craig Cecil, how are you doing today? Hello, Joe, from, uh, well, it's dark over uh, Terre Haute, Indiana. And uh, and to my relief, at least we're not getting a lockdown this week. So things seem to be quiet right now in the uh, unit. Yeah, you know, it's interesting. I just finished reading your last with me to the show so people could hear what happened. And, uh, you know, we always have new listeners, and I was talking about the human solution and how, you know, we have a prison outreach program and how important it is to uh, reach out and write letters and things like that. And I, I was sharing an experience that I had when I was locked up about receiving some letters from people I didn't know. And, uh, you know, they told me how they heard about my case and what was going on. And I just, it was really touching to me. What's it like with you? I mean, when you, when you're, when you were locked up before anybody knew you were here, how often did you get any, any exchange, any kind of, um, you know, any kind of letters or anything like that? Any letters? Well, as you know, for, I've been locked up 18 years now, and uh, for the literally the first 10 years of that, I would get uh, a Christmas card from each of my sisters at Christmas and a birthday card from the two of those, and that was really about the mail I'd get for the whole year. Wow. And then, and then so the, when did that change? What did that what? When did that change? Well, it, it changed when uh, people like you and uh, the Human Solution and others reached out to me, and uh, they remembered those of us that are in prison, especially those of us in prison for marijuana. And that has made such an outpouring of help for me, and it has given me, and especially my 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 daughter, so much hope that, that there is hope of me getting out of prison. and that there is people who care, people that are connected, people that are reaching out and trying to help me. And that, that, that's made a huge difference to, 
how it feels to do my time. And like I say, for my daughter, for her fiancé, for all the people that care about me, that they're related with it, too. So do you remember the first letter you got from somebody you didn't know? Uh, they caught him 
with 140 kilos of uh, marijuana. But unfortunately, <laughs> just based on what a, a supposed unknown confidential informant told one of the officers, that he had a history of dealing methamphetamine, so they, they hit him with, uh, I believe it was something like 65 pounds of methamphetamine and gave him an 18-year sentence. Wow. Without all that methamphetamine, the marijuana would carry about an 8-year sentence. But we uh, we wrote his appeal, and as of uh, January 20th, he, they ordered him to go back and be resentenced without all that methamphetamine uh, culpability. Oh, good, so, good. That's fantastic. Well, you know, it's a big difference, you know. I mean, you know, if, if if you're looking at it from common sense point of view, I mean, frankly, I don't think that there's any substance that should be considered a crime. But if you're going to look at at the relative safety of, of things and what, what causes harm and what doesn't, you know, in, any way you look at it, cannabis doesn't cause anybody harm. It, it just doesn't. And, you know, it, it, it just, it's so unconscionable that it's become a crime, and it's, you know what, it's been in the last hundred years that this was even a thing, the whole rest of, all of history, it was a helpful plant, and then all of a sudden it became a crime, it's, um, it, well, and you've mentioned the areas that are kind of half-heartedly legalizing it, and then the they're arresting people like crazy, I know they're arresting people like crazy in Chicago now, possessing over 30 grams of cards from a federal prison because their recreational laws allow them to uh, possess up to 30 grams. Well, just by the fact that they've, you know, bought twice in the week without using much or whatever, they're ending up over 30 grams and getting arrested, and a lot of them are just shocked, you know, to say, wait a minute, I thought this was legal. Yeah, you know, that's one of the most common things that, that I hear all the time you know, I, I get calls all the time, and I, I, I see articles all the time, and, you know, when they pass a, a recreational law, usually they, they talk about this broad sweeping reform that they're doing, and that all these people are going to be, you know, released, and, and all these charges are going to be dropped, and what they talk, what they're actually generally talking about are simple possession cases and charges. And when it comes down to it, for real, um, all they have to do is say, well, it was over the threshold. You know, he had seven plants, and you're only allowed to have six plants, or whatever, you know, or he was doing it to sell. And that's, you know, that's their biggest thing is, is with intent to sell. And, you know, people just don't realize that that's, um, you know, that's the biggest thing that, that we're, we get fooled with these laws, you know, and then they say, well, it's legal, so you can open up a business. But what they actually mean generally is that you can open up a business if you're connected and you're independently wealthy and you have the uh, political fortitude to jump through crazy hoops, and then you might be able to have a legitimate business. Everybody else is going to be what they call an illegal marijuana business, and they're going to be subject to the same raids and the same, um, you know, charges and, and, and uh, confiscation and um, um, asset forfeiture that everybody else is. And that's, you know, it's a big Trojan horse, and people just don't realize it until they get sucked into it. 
Well, like I said, because Illinois, uh, the recreational marijuana just uh, began at the beginning of the year, and they're now starting to find out some of those disadvantages for the guy that grows a couple of plants in his backyard. It wouldn't be unusual for him, him to have over 30 grams of marijuana. And now in Illinois, over 30 grams is considered distribution. It's more than personal use. Yeah, if you were able to grow a plant and harvest less than 30 grams from it, you would be the world's worst farmer. I mean, it, it would be virtually impossible to bring a plant to full term and harvest less than 30 grams unless it was a very, very, very small plant. And that's just the reality, you know. That's the world that we live in. And when they write these laws, you know, they don't, they don't have any fact checkers. They just have people that, that put words in that everybody wants to hear, and people aren't afraid of that word 30 grams. So they're like, oh, okay, who needs more than 30 grams anyways, right? They'll, they'll, they'll come up with these uh, um, battle cries, you know, and, and, and that's, that's the deal. So, um, you know, it's, um, it's a rough patch right now, I'm telling you. Well, hopefully the Walk for Change will at least open uh, some people's eyes, maybe especially the lawmakers' eyes, to what the people really want or what the laws actually say. Exactly, exactly. Well, I um, there's a lot of things happening right now, and, you know, we're working real hard. There's a lot of cases that are still coming down. And I don't know if I told you, but we've, we've actually launching – a political organization, a 501c4, and um, it's actually, uh, we, we did our final filing. It's called the Human Solution Foundation, and uh, we're going to be able to uh, get politically active with this group, and it'll be able to do different things than our, than our 501c3 can do. So we're going to be able to run candidates. We're going to be able to introduce legislation. Uh, we're going to be able to lobby Congress. We're going to be able to do all the things that currently, um, you know, as we're, we're, we're limited right now as a charitable mutual benefit organization, um, you know, to supporting individuals and, and causes. But we'll be able to jump into the political arena with this other group now. Fantastic, fantastic, sir. You won't be limited by your, your previous charter, I take it. <laughs> no, well, we just have two two totally separate groups that share, a, you know, part of the same name, but um, it, it'll they'll, they're completely separate entities. So even though I'm going to be involved in both of them, uh, it'll be another hat I put on. I'll put on one hat to get into the political arena and one hat to do, you know, grassroots organizing, a totally just under different charters, under different sets of rules. That's great. Well, you heard of some changes, I believe, uh, at the White House as well. Um, they commuted the sentences back on, what was it, February 18th, I believe, of, well, the former governor of Illinois, Rod <laughs> but also, but also three women that were in prison. Right. Two, two of them for drug charges and, uh, one is part of some sort of Medicare fraud case. Right. And those those cases were brought to the president by Alice Johnson, the woman that he set free from her cocaine charge back in 2018. Right. 
Well, what Donald Trump has done is he started a group now. Instead of relying on prosecutors, like my clemency petition had to rely on through the Office of Pardon Attorney, rely on Trump to make recommendations, he started his own office at the White House called the Office of America of American Innovation. And that group, including a bunch of advocates, including Alice Johnson, are going to be the ones representing who we should give clemency to. So I, I'll email some of that information to you. But uh, yeah, we need I'm to get you on that to, list. Hopefully, we can get some support there. Absolutely. You know, as, as we're moving forward um, and being able to give some better direction, that's one of the things that uh, you know that that we need to do. So, um, all right. Well, that was Craig Cecil, and he got his full term in today. Uh, Becca, where are you? I've got people trying to call in and. Um, Hang on one second. Uh, all right, folks. Um, we have a whole lot of callers on the line right now. Ah, there she is. <laughs> Excellent. All right. Well, I will. Uh, we're going to jump back into it. So <coughs> we're going to start off with some guests. We got a lot of people on the line right now, and if you got something to say. Pick up your phone and dial 646-929-2495. That's 646-929-2495. Before I get to the first call, uh, this is probably the last show that's going to be done from my shipping room in my office. And uh, we're going to be moving the show to a sponsor. And the sponsor is a CBD store slash community called CBD Connect in Lake Elsinore. And we're going to be doing a live show Wednesdays from 5 to 6 or 5 to 6.30, where, however it plays out. And, um, you know, if you want to get involved and be there physically, I welcome you. Uh, we're building a community here at the CBD Connect store. And we're going to be holding Human Solution Headquarters meetings out there. And we're going to be doing all kinds of work that will be supporting the community. So if you want to connect to the community, you can do it through CBD Connect out of Lake Elsinore starting next week. And I would love to get some folks helping me out with the show. I used to have a whole team that came and set up my stuff, and now I don't. So uh, if you want to get involved and want to come out and help, let me know. And, uh, you know, grit. Remember, folks, grit. Grit is that thing where you stay with it and you just keep showing up. And when it's fun, when it's not fun, when you're into it, when you're not into it, when you feel good, when you don't, um, you just keep showing up. That's what grit's all about. That's what this show's all about. And hopefully that's what you're all about. And uh, anyhow, let's get started here. We're going to begin the show now. And we have Dana Bland. Now, Dana Bland is an amazing man. I'm going to write a song about Dana Bland, um, but I've never written a song before. So Dana Bland is the guy who came to this organization with the live case, and he needed help. And we rallied, and we did what we do. We did what we do. We don't have a lawyer that can just show up for free for you. 
not today anyways, maybe one day that'll be something that we do, but we organize grassroots support. We help you to rally people around your, your community. We teach you what we know. We give you a voice. We share our community with you. Um, we do what we can. We share the, the, the knowledge we have about your case. Anything that we have to offer, we offer. And we, we offer our real support, our true one-on-one -on -one personal support. And Dana and his wife was out there fighting a case in Missouri, and um, they ended up resolving it in a really good way, and they won. And instead of taking off like most of the defendants we support do, instead of saying, adios, motherfucker, and just zipping on out, Dana said, I want to start a chapter. And not only has he started a chapter, but he's gotten out there and he's found cases that needed help. He's organized. He's driven many a, many a, many a, many a, many a mile to be there for people. Uh, he represents us well, he, he, he dresses himself up, he speaks well, and he walks the walk. He, he wears his Human Solution Solidarity Ribbon with pride. And with that, I'm very proud to introduce Dana Bland. Welcome to the show, uh, Chapter Coordinator for the Hope for Change and the End of Prohibition Chapter in Missouri. Dana, welcome to the show. How are you doing today? Oh, we're doing pretty good. Uh <clears throat> How y'all doing on that end? I'm above ground, breathing, and currently out of custody. It's a good day. Good. Me too. <laughs> uh, yeah, we got a lot of crazy things going on around here. Uh, uh, it's just not slowing down. Uh, we got a case that's been getting ready to start protesting if they don't change things with uh, uh, <clears throat> Mercy Hospital in Springfield because they're refusing patients now uh, because they have a yeah, medical card. Uh yeah, and then we did okay with the case in Arkansas. We just got one more case to go, and I think it would be dropped completely then uh, with the last charge. I don't think it will stand. And then this Friday, we, I'll be up there uh, with Zach up there in California, Missouri. Hopefully, we can get everything dropped that day. And then there's another case up by Kansas City. I haven't heard back on the results yet. They were in court Tuesday, uh, but I hollered out, and I got – a lot of friends around Missouri anymore because, you know, my friends jumped right in there, can of moms and all them, and just grabbed a hold of the case for me because I'm so far away. And, uh, right. uh, yeah, we're, we got a fight going on in this state. They're trying to overturn Amendment 2 and mess things up. They got over 600 lawsuits against the state. So, you know, it's just a mess. <laughs> you know, it's funny. People think that, you know, you guys pass a law and everything's good. And, you know, it, it, it seems that passing the law is that first stage to it being really screwed up before we have a chance to fix it. And hopefully, you know, we're teaching people how to how to stand up, how to stand together, <coughs> how to work together. You know, you've been really good at, at um, working with other groups, and that's part of what the human solution is all about, is finding a way to work with others so that together we're stronger, that, that – you know, we build a community, uh, a network, and we're not just we're not just ourselves. We're not just our team of a handful of people, but we're everybody that we know and everybody that we know knows, and that's how we win. You know, we 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 connect, we plug into the larger family, and we figure out how to work together. And that's what you've been doing great. 
Yeah, the, uh, you know, I get a lot of attention these days. I'm not quite used to it, plus, you know, with what I've been through already. But but I, I have to help. And, you know, it, you just can't leave these people out there to fight this alone, especially if they don't have the means to fight it. And these days, if you don't have the means to fight it, you're going to lose and uh, end up signing something you don't want to sign. And, uh, but... Yeah, we're out here. Uh, if you're out there and you're here listening, if you got a case or you know somebody that's got a case and it's got to do with cannabis or their lights being broken or if it's got to do with CPS or, or something like that, call Human Solutions International. It could save your life and, and, and help you through a lot of pain. And uh, we're here to help, and we're here to take and stop this mess that's going on in this country. I just heard today this country... Uh, I mean, Lord had like two two million uh, prisoners that are all in there for pot alone, for the most part. And you know, we just got to end this mess because this just. Oh, and a little history lesson when it comes to prohibition. Prohibition did start here in the 1920s and 30s, but it was brought on by a bunch of church people, and the, all them laws came originated in the 1700s from the Church of England. So we. The people in this country ran to this country to get away from those kind of laws, and now they've taken those kind of laws and brought them back here, and that's what we got to change. Well, and, and remember, knowledge is power, and as we understand the nature of things and what causes things to be and where they come from and, and, and the truth about things, I think it causes us to make better choices, and that's what we're here to do. And, and Dana, I appreciate uh, all the good work you're doing, and... Uh, you know, it's uh, it's, I, I, I'm proud to call you a brother in arms. So just keep on doing what you're doing, and we'll uh, we're, we're beating it. We're we're little by little, we're gaining on it. Yeah, we are. And as long as uh, we build up our groups and uh, like, I mean, I've probably associated online with uh, like 35 groups, and I'm doing 12 hours a day at least just answering questions and people that are coming back to me on from all the different groups and stuff. And we've yep. formed a pretty good coalition in our area for groups all joining together and fighting things, and I think that's going to grow. I think so, too, and that's the key to our success. Well, Dana, how does somebody get a hold of you if they want to get involved out in your neck of the woods in Missouri? Okay, <clears throat> this is Hope for Change and the End of Prohibition, the Human Solutions Chapter, uh, International Chapter, the Court Support here in southwest missouri and uh my number is 417-847-7974 but anybody can get a hold of me on facebook that's the only place i'm at i got several pages and if you got a question or you need help just take and holler and we'll get you hooked up with somebody beautiful thank you so much dana i appreciate you being here thank you all right dana bland folks hope for change in the end of prohibition chapter of the human solution out of missouri all right, up next we're going to have Dana or Glenn Keeling. <coughs> then we're going to bring in Mike and Sarah. And then we got Bob Jared. And uh, we got Creed Leffler. Oh, I, oh, we got George Martirano on right now. All right, George is going to skip up to the beginning of the line here because George is calling from the East Coast and sometimes he doesn't have much, uh, much reception or the ability to talk. For all of you, George has been a good friend of the show for a long time. He's, he's a part of my family, 
um, a brother from another mother. He's um, a, a previous inmate that we supported, served more than 32 years in federal prison for pot. <clears throat> and he's out there making the world a better place today as we speak. He's a lifetime member of the Human Solution International. George Martirano, welcome to the show. How are you doing today? Hi, Joe. How are you doing, my California family? How's everything going out there? Miss you all. Oh, very busy here. Very, very busy here. Uh, thank. I, I don't mean to jump the line, ladies and gentlemen, but uh, you know I'm in three hours difference, uh, three hours uh, uh, later than uh, the show, and at this time of night, a guy like me, an old timer like me, uh, 32 plus years in prison. You know, I'm up 5:30 in the morning, constantly doing things, and uh, what I try, I'm a storyteller. And uh, I try to do a lot of uh, up-to-date accomplishments. And my up-to-date accomplishments, ladies and gentlemen, and I'm working with two devastated right now, devastated areas, uh, suburbs of Philadelphia, Chester, city of Chester. So sad, so sad. It looks like uh, it was bombed after, uh, it looks like Berlin after it was bombed. And I was sought after by the municipalities to help that community. And adjacent to it is another called the Eddie Stones, ladies and gentlemen. Not a devastated facility. So, you know, you get out. My life's starting to change for the better. I'm doing better. But when I'm doing better, what do I do? Do I look out for, to go to Palm Springs? Do I go look out to uh, 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 all these rich communities, uh, uh, et cetera? No, you have to, when you better you do, you have to go back to the poor communities where they need it. So that's why my message is today, you know, uh, you know, when things are starting to do good for you like they are for me, that doesn't mean I have to go to the rich and famous. No, I go in the other direction. I go to the poor and destitute communities. So I wanted to share that with everything. Don't. Uh, Human Solutions has not lost its message. It's there for the, the the small people, the little people, the struggling people, people incarcerated. So please don't change. Keep going in the right direction as far as helping others. Our message, Human Solutions tonight, is to help others. Joe? Thank you so much, George, and you're absolutely right. And, you know, we pay it forward. That's what we do. And sometimes we well, I get annoyed. Yes. I get annoyed when people finally make it. I'm about a year away from struggling and finally make it financially, but I'm not going to go to the rich and famous. I'm going back the other way for the poor and the needy communities. So that's important. That's how, that's how the world will survive. Joe. Yeah, you're absolutely right. We just got to keep our keep our feet on the ground and and keep out there helping and and being part of the being part of the solution. All right. Thank you for having me on. And I look forward to seeing my dear friend and the family out in California. Thank you. Well, I look forward to seeing you when you come out here as always. I'll be there, bro. Hi, Liz. All right. I'll be there. Hang in there for me. All right. <laughs> I'll be there. <laughs> Love you all. Thank all you. Right. Thank you. Love you all. All right, you. George. Thank you. Yep. Uh, 
smart Toronto folks. And, you know, it, it's it's what great. I, I met George about the same time I met Craig, and um, we started talking while he was in federal prison and started exchanging letters. And I can remember uh, George called me up, and uh, the first time we really talked, it was the first time I'd talked to, I, I don't know if he was the first lifer I talked to, but one of the first ones. And I remember George talking about um, he had this plan, and, and when I listened to it, you know, he's got that, that accent, or maybe I have an accent, but one of us has an accent, <clears throat> and uh, speaks with conviction. And he was he was talking about, um, you know, health care and, and, and prison and how there's all these people in prison that are, you know, they're, they're living in their late years and they're going through all these conditions. And he said, you know, we should just, when somebody gets sick enough or, or is ailing enough, they should just send them home. And, you know, what are they going to do? You know, you're, you're in your last days of life, and uh, just why why does a prison need to take care of people that are in their last days? It's not a hospice. It's supposed to be a penitentiary. And, um, you know, I said, wow, this guy makes sense. But the thing with George is, you know, George is a guy who's been around for a long time. He's one of the most connected people I've ever known. About a year ago, I was in Philadelphia with him. And it was interesting. As I was walking through the streets of Philadelphia, everywhere we went, and I'm not joking, this is not even an exaggeration, we'd walk down these streets, and literally everywhere we went, people knew George. I never experienced anything like that. In California, nobody knows anybody. Nobody, The guy down the road at the liquor store you go to three days a week doesn't remember your name. But literally, we go into a restaurant, everybody knew George. We go into a drugstore, everybody knew George. We go into a tire store, everybody knew George, wherever we went. And this is a guy who clearly was well-connected in his community, and this is after serving 32 years in prison. Now, if you can think of the type of character it would take to have that kind of an influence on a community, that's the guy we're talking about. And... He's out. He's free. He doesn't need us anymore. But what does he do? He stays connected. He engages. He's out there helping people. Uh, he's, he's, he took me in like family, and I did the same to him. And that's that's what we're all about. Is there the reason why that's choppy? I guess you go uh, in and out. It's no? just the speed. I don't control it. All right, anyways, let's see. We're running low on time, but we're going to keep going. we got uh, Glenn Keeling also on the East Coast. Um, let's see what Glenn's got going on. Now, Glenn, as you probably know, is a defendant going through his second year of fighting a case. Um, he's been locked up. He's out right now fighting a case that shouldn't be a case. We've been working, I don't know, somewhat successfully at organizing support. But we need people in Ohio to come out to Ohio to be there in court for Glenn and Peggy. And all the things that we're doing and writing letters and making phone calls is great. But at the end of the day, the thing that we really most need right now is people to come to court. And... <clears throat> We have all these things we do, 
time going here and going there and doing this and doing that. What if we were to say for a day, a week, a few days, make it important to say, hey, who's going to Glenn and Peggy's next court date? Because it's on our calendar, I'm sure. If it's not, it really should be. Um, you know, Human Solution has gone out of our way to create a, a, a system that we can offer support and make it to where it's easy to help. The time, the date, the location, all that stuff should be up on our on our calendar. If it's not, I'm sure it'll be there by tomorrow. And that's the kind of thing that we need to do. We need to have meetings out there in Ohio. Schedule a meeting. Let's let's get people together. Let's coordinate. Let's think about what's going to happen the next time we come to court. We're going to do a little protest. We're going to all get together <coughs> with a, a picnic at the park afterward. We're going to make signs for this. We're going to, what are we going to do? What's the plan? That's what grassroots organizing is all about. That's what the human solution is all about. And we certainly want you to be involved. So if you are anywhere in Ohio, know anybody in Ohio, let's reach out. Glenn and Peggy, not only are they fighting their own case, but they've also been running the Creative Care Beacon chapter out of Ohio for uh, been a couple of years now. More than a year going into two. And they've been out there for a number of other people's cases. They're out there supporting. Glenn's got a podcast. He's out there sharing the news, sharing the message, educating people. And that's what's going on. Glenn Keeling, welcome to the show. How are you doing today? Good evening, Joe. Thank you very much for having me on. <clears throat> I'm trying to do good. Listen, I I, uh, I do have an update about our court. Um, the prosecutor last week, just before he was supposed to put in his uh, answer to our motion, um, got an extension. So he got it extended until March 6th now. Um, this will make the third uh, extension this time around for our motions, the motions we put in um, back in, on January 6th. Um, so we're, we don't really have a court date as of yet because when we, we're kind of stuck in limbo waiting for some kind of motions or some kind of answer to our motion, really. Um, but yeah, we're we're supporting any case that we can. We're, we, you know, we're uh, writing letters for Craig and we're writing letters to the White House. We're calling the White House. Um, we're setting, we're organizing right now. We've got a couple of people. We're putting together a walk for change event that we're going to have and hold down in Cincinnati, Ohio, um, the fourth weekend of July. So um, that's something else anybody in Ohio is close by jump in and help us out and, and come be part of something bigger than you. Um, yeah, I have a podcast also that goes on Thursday night at 8 o'clock um, Eastern time. That would be 5 o'clock California time. <clears throat> it's called cannabis, and it, it's everything cannabis related. Um, you, you know, it doesn't matter what what part of cannabis it is. We, we'll discuss it on the show tomorrow night. I'll, I'll have on a leading medical edible specialist, uh, Brian Yale, um, James Messner from down in Tennessee. He's going to join me. I don't, no, he's not in Tennessee. Is he? Uh, James Messner is going to be on the show, and we also have Robert Kowalski that's going to join us tomorrow also. <laughs> 
Uh, something I know that Joe has spoke about and, and something something that we talk about a whole lot is, you know, people's got to come together and, and, and stand up for one another. And, you know, we've been going through this now for, this marks 848 days that we've been dealing with the case, you know, that Joe's right. We should never have been dealing with, you know, there's um, something that, you know, of course, they're never going to tell you everything about a case when they call him, you know, that to urge the prosecutor. He's always going to tell you anything and everything he can to get, you know, support away from you. Um, yes, 848 days. That's, that's uh, two years and four months we've been fighting this now. Um, we desperately need people to show up in court. So if you're in Ohio, man, just definitely reach out to us and, and show up in court. We could definitely use um, I don't know if it's, I don't think it's chopped. I think it's just my voice, but thank you. Um, yeah, we definitely, definitely need support. Uh, it's easy to find us. It's the creative care beacon, the Ohio chapter of the human solution international. Um, my name is Glenn Keeling and it's easy to find. Um, my phone number is four one nine eight six three zero four nine eight. Excellent. Well, thank you so much, Glenn. And, you know, um, <clears throat> we're working on some plans to organize and build up our chapters and, and, and bring in more uh, more people to get involved. You know, a lot of it is having activities and things planned and getting get, getting getting together regularly as a community, and we're, we're going to be working more and more on that. That's something historically we've done well. And uh, community building is the key to court support. So, um, you know, we're we're going to continue moving along, and uh, um, let me know what we can do to help. That's for sure as we're going forward. Good Absolutely. thing is, yeah, one, we've one, got, tidbit uh, news, one tidbit of good news, and and this is only because I've spent so goddamn much time in courtrooms, and and unfortunately, many of them were for my own cases. But when a prosecutor continues multiple times on a motion, more often than not, it's because he doesn't have an answer for it. So in a lot of ways, prosecutors don't give a damn about you. And sometimes all they want to do is make you hurt just a little bit more. And when they don't have anything to get you with, sometimes that's what they do. They know that they're going to string it out a little longer and at least you're stuck in it. So maybe, maybe this is his last play. So, you know, I I, I, I don't want to create false hope, but I know what I've seen in in my life, and, and most of the time the prosecutors are putting things off, um, it's because they don't have an answer for it. All right. Well, I, I hope that he, you know, hurries up and gets through this. I mean, with, with everything that we've gone through and everything that we can do, you know, we've just recently lost my father-in-law um, to a car accident. Um, you know, this that, everything, you know, it applies a lot of pressure, man. And I'm, I'll tell you, you know, if somebody doesn't think that, you know, having a court case or something hang over their head, try to fight a case for over two years and, you know, go through day-to-day living and, and sick on top of that, Um it's not a difficult thing. It, it, it's very difficult to stay the course and to continue to fight. Um, but with with people, with, with the human solution standing behind you, it, it makes it 
it does take a little, it does relieve a lot and help, you know, fight a case having an organization like the Human Solutions stand behind you as, as you stand at that table fighting, you know, for your life most times, you know, and that really shitty, it sucks that, you know, and I do hope that, 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 you know, this does, you know, the delay, the delay, the delay just to come to this dismissal. That, that's, uh, we hope on that. Well, you're absolutely right. And, you know, we just got to keep showing up and keep fighting and keep working. So, um, you know, you're doing it. You're, you, we're, we stand with you. We stand by you. And we'll keep on doing it until they finally, finally do what's right and back the hell down. Right on. Thank you. I appreciate it. And listen, if you guys are going through something and you need help and support too, please reach out to somebody because we've got a lot of uh, chapters all over. Um, but if you're here in Ohio especially, please reach out to me. My phone number is 419-863-0498. Excellent. Thank you so much. Glenn Keeling, Creative Care Beacon, Chapter of the Human Solution International out of Ohio. All right. Well, once again, we're running low on time, but I'm going to turn my time machine on, and we're going to just stop it for a minute so that we got time for everybody. So let's see. We've got Mike and Sarah up next. We're working. We're going from east to west. So those of you that are furthest east, um, I got Creed, and I don't know. I think he's farther east, but he came in a little bit, little bit later. So. We got Mike and Sarah, then we got Zach Salazar, defendant, with an update. Then we'll go to Creed, and then we got Bob Jared, and, well, then hopefully Becca can stay with us for just a minute because we want to talk about the Walk for Change briefly. And then I think we got Tom Corby on the line, and I think that'll do it. I can't change it. This place is very, very, very tough. Nobody can hear anything. Well, I don't know what's different. Okay, well, do that. See if that's different. I don't, I don't know what, I don't know what causes it to get. It's just the internet. I don't, I don't control the internet.
What's up, Joe? We're well, pretty excited about to... Go ahead. Yeah, I'm stoked. Yeah, we're just yeah, we're just pretty excited about this five oh one C four. You know, I'm a I love history. I love the study of history and that's kind of what politics to me is just it's a grander picture, you know. We we the things that we need to get done take, you know, that we have to go the routes that have been laid before us to get them done. And that's the position we're taking is we got to get in here and uh, start getting some people elected, uh, start making people listen to what we have to say based on, you know, uh, our track record, you know, the things that we get done. Well, you know, there's a, there's a system in place to, to make, things happen with regards to the leadership of of the nation and communities, states and local communities. And there's lots of ways to do it. And the Human Solution 501c3 is all about education and grassroots organizing, and I still strongly believe that we get a lot done that way. But the mainstream way to get things done is on the inside, and, and we, have a, a, we literally have an infrastructure built for that. But a 501c3 can't do it, but a C4 can. So we're finally opening up the floodgates on that. We're going to learn that world. We're going to learn how it works. And I think that between the two, I really think we're going to we're going to we're going to be able to uh, create a new paradigm. Yeah, I think that uh, once we get in here, and we really, I mean, just four months ago, six months ago, everybody thought that weed was going to be legalized this year, one form or another all across America, and they have killed everything. And I honestly believe that that is because of this impeachment hearing and stuff and the right feeling so empowered to just continue to hammer down where they can. And so now we're back to the same fight that we were at before because of all of this shenanigans. Yeah, you know, and, and people people think that the, the current state of, of politics is, is – something but the truth is that i keep talking about it tomorrow everything could change and you know it it, everything is so short-lived you know you just don't ever know one minute we're marching down one road the next minute we're marching down another but when we create a policy and we get the the public sentiment behind it um and all of a sudden people begin to understand and lose their fear and actually begin to embrace the policy that's when it's harder and harder to change. And that's the problem is we have policies that have been built on fear and, and, and lies and, and deception. And for, you know, many, many generations, we, we, we've historically thought a certain way. Now, for the last 20 years, there's been an enlightenment. You know, it's like, it's like the, you know, the, the Renaissance time. All of a sudden they started learning about, the truth about the world and, you know, the the earth, the sun didn't spin around the earth and after all, and, and gravity, whoa, what a cool thing. And people began to understand how things really were. Well, the same thing's happening now. People are starting to lose their fear um, of cannabis and they're starting to look at it as something that maybe isn't so bad after all. And actually not only maybe is it so bad, but maybe it's actually good. Maybe it's something that we should have access to. Maybe we should be able to have it if we decide we want it. And I think that's what's starting to change. The fears are dropping, but we got to make the, the changes because as you found out in Kansas, 
Everything was heading down a good road. We thought we were winning. We thought we were getting making inroads, and then what happened? Wham! Just uh, got flipped up. Kill. All because one. Killed. Killed. You know, <clears throat> one of the cases that we're dealing with right now, and I've told told you this before, but this is a 67 year old man and a 70 year old man. They're retired, and they've had a smoke and vape shop, and they thought that they could sell hemp products, and they were buying them online from a website that told them everything was uh, fit legal in all 50 states, and federally it is, except Kansas's law is not in line with federal law, and they're being treated like they were selling marijuana, you know? Yep, yep, and that's the problem. with People, people think that because something applies here, that it necessarily applies there. And what they don't realize is that federal law can apply whenever the feds decide they want to apply it, and state law can be more restrictive than federal law if they want. And that's just the way it is. And sometimes state laws are more lenient than federal law, and then there's a potential challenge there. But the truth is a state can say, you you can't buy alcohol. Well, there's no federal law saying you can't buy alcohol, but a state can make a law saying that, and some of them do. And that's that's what we're up against. And when you have a state like Kansas that does not have a referendum, it does not have a way for the voters to put up an initiative, the only thing that you can possibly do is get a constitutional change, then that's it. You know, we got to get inside politics. we got to get to these politicians and we got to get inside their world and go, what the hell is happening here? And once we learn it, we can bring attention to it and figure it out. Yeah, definitely. That's uh, it's it's definitely the goal here for sure. I think we can do a lot with it. Um, you know, we'll just see how it goes. You know, I'm I'm excited about it. I think that it, uh, it's got a lot of potential. Well, I'm looking forward to it. It's a new. Uh, it's a whole new world, and, and anybody who knows me knows I love exploring. So I'm looking to learn uh, about this world, and, and I will I will be jumping in knee-deep and, and seeing what we can do to make changes. And like I said, I'm hoping that we raise up some candidates and we uh, are able to support some, you know, some people that feel empowered to run, and, and we can support some, uh, we can support some uh, campaigns and all that stuff because that's what a C4 can do. Well, I think that if I can get this attorney on board to sue the state, um, we, it should draw enough attention. And I and I think if he'll work with me enough, I think I'll sue him, sue the state on the hemp law too, because it's not in line with federal law. And uh, an Indian, Indian, Indiana, Indiana Supreme Court upheld an injunction against, or that the, a couple of CBD companies took up against the state based on the same argument. And so, you know, there's a couple, there's a lot of things we can definitely do to immediately make people aware of what's going on. I couldn't agree more and, and getting proactive and, and going at them in the legal world, that's one of the ways we do it. So, awesome. Well, Mike, um, if uh, somebody needs to get a hold of you in the Kansas chapter of the Human Solution International, how do they do it? You can just go to THSI.org and, or NTL.org and, I'm sure we're on there, or you can just put in a contact form, and uh, they'll let us know you're around. You got it. You're absolutely right. Awesome. Well, I appreciate you being here, and I appreciate all the work you're doing. All right. We'll talk to you soon. All right. Mike and Sarah, Kansas Chapter, Human Solution International. All right. Let's see. We got Zach. 
Salazar now. Now, Zach is a defendant that we've been talking to for a while, and uh, hopefully he's got, well, he's got an update. Let's see what's, uh, what's happening in Kansas on this ridiculous case where it was a, a, a delivery of a package that was set up, a crazy, crazy, ridiculous situation. And, Zach, welcome to the show. How are you doing today? Good. How are you doing? And I appreciate you having me on. Yeah, absolutely. Of course. And that's, you know, a big part of why we're here is to be able to give you a voice and, and uh, you know, listen to what's happening and hopefully rally more support. So tell us what's been going on with your case. Um, My last court date, they um, finally got it pushed over from, uh, I guess it would be uh, circuit court. To now I'm going into felony court on Friday. It was my first pretrial. Um, they basically got on the stands and lied, the sheriffs did, in my town um, for two hours. Um, I listened to them lie about my family, and it was it was really a disgrace. And at the end of it, the judge was laughing. He didn't know what to do, so he pushed my case into the next phase, which is felony court now. Um, they didn't have what? any of the evidence there. And the person that they're trying to say was their informant, they had no statements, they had nothing written, um, and it was just basically that I listened to two hours of lies on my family. And once I got home, I notified my my wife of what they had said, and she contacted my lawyer and spoke with them. And it's just now we're just trying to figure out why are they lying so much. And it's courts Friday at 9 a.m. in Montauk County, and hopefully I can get something done. I can get it dismissed or something because I'm. If not, I'm going to trial with this. This it's crazy. Well, you know, it, it's. I've spent a lot of time in a lot of courtrooms, and the crazier things that they do, the less of a case they have. And you know, yep. if you say a judge was laughing, I mean, as as. Humiliating and dehumanizing as that is, it's actually in, in a lot of ways probably the best thing that could happen. Hopefully the court reporter took some note of that, you know. I mean, I don't know if you've seen the transcript. Yeah, we recorded it. We were, um, my attorney voice recorded everything. So it, it's, it was just, Good. you know, the judge was just more or less, that he couldn't believe what they were saying and, and how how far-fetched it sounded. But his 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 as a judge, he said he had to move it forward because well he could believe that uh, what was in the package was marijuana, and I was like okay, but there was no marijuana at they couldn't even they haven't even got it back from the state troopers to determine if it is marijuana. Right, right. Well, you know, and, and for the purpose of preliminary hearing, the the burden of proof is really low, and so the the judge nine out of ten times. Um, they move forward. Uh, I've only seen a handful of cases that were dismissed um, at prelim, and it's just because the burden of proof is really low. So uh, okay. Anyway, well, I uh, I hope hopefully you got your court date up on our calendar um, at thsintl.org, and um, hopefully we'll be able to get get some supporters out there. And and I know uh, you yeah, Dana Dana will be here. Um, Dana will be here on Friday. He was at my last court date with me. He was there, and it was bad. They even, I, it got to a point where they initiated 
they they wanted me to come home and commit domestic violence because they came they followed me home and then parked on the side of my house. Dana was came really? home and notified me about that. Yeah. Like they they basically in court the sheriff got on the stand and said that my wife was in the informant with no proof, nothing to back what he's saying. And I was pissed. They know how I feel about rats and everything. So I left. I was pissed after court. Um, four hours of just right. sitting there waiting. I came home right away. And when I came home, Dana fought, Dana came home, um, came to my house about five minutes after me to, before he left town to come by and talk to me. And he said there was two cops sitting on the side of my house over here on the side of my shed where I couldn't see him. So I'm wow. thinking and my attorneys are thinking they were trying to get me to go home and wild out and commit domestic violence with my wife. You know what I mean? You're probably right. You're probably right. And, and it's you know, just, what it's, that touch they don't like to lose, and, you know, they're used to these little slam-dunk setup deals. You're an out-of-state guy. They just were gonna, they were just going to rake you over the coals and get another yep. win, and it didn't work out that way. So now they're, they're scrambling, and it sucks because, you know, they got guns and badges and power, and, and they can really give you grief, and that's unfortunately what they're doing right now. Yep. And all the video, all the video that was is gone. There's no more video because I, I I went and filed uh, assault charges on the police officer for kicking me when I was handcuffed, and every bit of the video that they did in my house is gone. There was even a person separately filming, and it's gone. Everything's gone. Yeah, that, it's it's interesting. Um, conveniently, in my trial, some of the recorded interviews. Just stopped working when it came time to to call them out for, you know, for evidence. And it, it's yep. historically what what happens. They 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 use when they say anything that you say can and will be used against you. That's what they mean. They don't mean anything you have could be used to help you because they disappear that stuff. Yep. But that's justice, you know, yep. that's, that's why we're walking for change. That's why we're standing together. That's why we're we're yep. we're, we're bringing awareness to these cases. You know, people knew and understood what really happens in courtrooms. And, and, and unfortunately, I don't know if it happens more in small towns and more in big cities. I see the same thing happen in both ways. You know, I was, my case was in Long Beach, one of the biggest courts in, in, in the county or in the, in the state. Correct. You know, probably in the country. And, and they did the shadiest crap in my trial. They were chasing my my uh, witnesses away, threatening to, to arrest them if they testified. I mean, it was the sickest, weirdest stuff that you could ever imagine happened, and that was with hundreds of people watching, and they did it anyway. So, you know, that's why we're out there trying to change it. Yep. All right, Zach. Well, and I appreciate the support. And I, I appreciate that you're still fighting and, and you're staying of course, and you know Dana's a good man, and he's uh, he's helping to organize. So we just we just keep showing up, you know. Keep keep your yep. keep your game face on, and, and don't waver. Yeah, they're not going to break me, so I'll do what I have. To. You know what I mean? I'll do what I have to, and <laughs> I, do. I do. Just keep at it. We're there yep. with you, and let us know if you need anything. All right, and I appreciate it, sir. You betcha. Zach Salazar, folks, defendant, and, uh, you know, working hard. It, it, when you listen to these cases and they tell you about the, the lies that happen, you know, in my case, 
the lead detective got up on the stand and said these words. He says, you, we lie. We lie through our teeth. We'll say anything that we have to to get what we want. That's what they said in the court friggin' transcript. And everything I'm saying was there. It happened just like I said. I got a, I got it, got it in writing. If, if you ever think that you know you're going to go to court and get a fair trial, well, maybe you will. But you got to, at very least, have a team of people watching so you can beat it the second time around if you need to. All right, let's go here. We're now an hour and a half into an hour-long show. Time machine's still working. We're holding tough here. All right, I'm going to jump the gun real quick. I'm going to go to Becca, and we're going to talk about the Walk for Change briefly. And um, we have put up last week or a week and a half ago um, a really important feature. As we're walking and, and planning the Walk for Change, you know, we have a handful of people doing most of the heavy lifting in this organizing and planning, and we're gaining sponsorship. I got a huge announcement I'm about to make, but I'm not going to have time to make it today, but next week we'll make it. Um, and we may have a launch site right now. Uh, we may have a launch sponsor. And um, big, big, big stuff happening right now. But it's not any one of these big events that makes this walk. What makes this walk is all, every step along the way. It's a coordinated effort, and there are so many little parts that have to be taken care of, that have to be dealt with, and Becca is handling so much of this, and uh, I'm so pleased to work with her. And uh, we have a new feature, and we have some new people that are engaged. So, Becca, why don't you tell us about our trail fairies? Hello. Trail Fairies is a way for anybody to get involved, is what Trail Fairies is. Um, we have people signed up so far to let us sleep in their backyard and give us a meal. Um, a couple of other people, they're willing to cook and feed us and provide fresh well water. That's a Trail Fairy. You can't make the walk. You can't take the time off. You can't physically do it, whatever it may be. You can always be a Trail Fairy and like hang out with us for the night, maybe a couple of days. It's a way to get involved. Absolutely. And you can so, apply to be a trail um, fairy on both Facebook and the website, by the way. Yep. So we have the Walk for Change Facebook page that, um, you know, is for the Facebookers. It's an easy place to get to us. Uh, there's an application to to sign up to be a trail fairy. And to be a trail fairy, you know, you can decide that you want to sponsor a meal for, for you know, one of the people that – for a campsite, you might say, you know what, on this day, I'm going to cover the meal, and we figure out what it means. Or it might mean that your backyard happens to butt along the trail, and you're willing to give up, um, you know, your backyard for an evening and uh, give us a place to, to, to put, pitch our tents and, and roll out our cots and, and feed us and maybe maybe let us borrow your shower, maybe wash some clothes, whatever. Whatever it is you have that you want to add to this and be part of it, that's what a trail fairy is. It's the magic of the community. And, um, you know, in my opinion, it's going to be the heartbeat of this whole of this whole walk is, is all the people that come together that share a part of their lives with us, uh, the people that are walking. You know, it's one thing to, to be walking across the land, you know, and, and camping out under the stars. It's another thing to go from house to house 
from from village to village, from town to town, and, and be taken in by the community and to become part of the community. I think that's really a big part of what we're doing here with this Walk for Change. So, Becca, from my, my past excited. experience, going on a walk, Go I got to admit those people were the most important part. In particular, giving us a place to sleep is really big. Even if you just have a small backyard, we'll fit, you know. And we made lifelong uh, friends that way, too. It was amazing. Yep. That's the kind of thing that breeds lifelong friendships. You know, I look back at the people that have stayed in my life. And, you know, we talk all the time, reason, season, or a lifetime, right? But there are people that came into my life when I was going through my trial. Um, and there were people that left my life when I was going through the trial. And some of the people that left never came back. And some of the people that came in, I, I today, you know, value and respect their friendships, um, you know, as much as anybody or more than most. So this is this is all real stuff. You know, we talk about the the, the social media experience and, and, and all of that. This is that real humanity that we're talking about. So if you are interested in participating, uh, walk4change.us. And uh, we're right up there in uh, How Can I Help? And um, Walk for Change, um, the page Walk for Change has also an application to help out. Awesome, Becca. Anything else you want to add? No, just that I'm I'm still working on the route. It's really hard to <laughs> I get to the end and then I realize I have gaps to fill in. So I'm hoping to have the route every place we're going to be within a three-day period at least. Not a guarantee we're going to be there on the date I say we're going to be there. It's like a three-day window. But I'm really hoping to have that uploaded this week to the website so you can see our itinerary complete, and it'll be really, really cool. Well, and I, I have access to the back side of that, and I've been watching it develop, and it's really exciting. So um, just stay tough and um, keep at it, and we're we're getting ready to unveil a lot of really cool stuff. So. Now is a great time to get involved, walkforchange.us. We need your help. Thank you so much, Becca. We're going to keep on marching here. Yep. All right, Becca Nichols, one of the most amazing people I've ever worked with on so many levels for so many reasons. All right, let's see. we got Creed Leffler. He's back towards the East Coast, and then everybody else is on the West Coast. So Creed... I have an apology for Creed. I promised him I was going to upload a story, and I have a story written, but I haven't uploaded it, so I dropped the ball. Creed, welcome to the show. How are you doing today? Good. I'll make this quick. I'll bring you to read the message, please. Hello, Cup of Joe with Joe. Quick update for you. We now have 10,825 signatures as of 30 seconds ago. I need everyone on the show to go to weedera.com and please post your testimonials about how cannabis has positively affected your lives. Thanks and have a great day. Excellent, Creed. And like I said, I got your testimony written. I just haven't posted it. So it will get posted and... uh, I apologize for not getting it done when I said I would. I'm usually pretty good about that. I will be on the call tomorrow. Excellent, excellent. All right, well, thank you so much. As always, I'm really glad that you've become part of the show again and uh, look forward to working with you. And, hell, walk for change. We may end up crossing paths while we're walking along your way. Um. 
Where will you be closest to Norfolk, Virginia? Well, that's what we're doing is uh, the last call, Becca, is going to have the route finalized um, in the next, probably within the next week. And once we have that route finalized, you'll be able to look at it and see where we're going to be at what time, and then we'll be starting to organize the, the smaller walks that are going to be connecting to it. So stay tuned for the next week or two. We'll, we'll have all that, all the details of where we're going to be and when. Alrighty, baby. All right, thank you so much, Creed Leffler, folks. Weed Era, W E E D E R A dot com. Please pop onto the site, share your testimonial about how cannabis has helped you medically. Thank you so much, Creed. I'll talk to you soon. All right, let's see. We got Jeff Eichen out of Washington, and we got Bob Jared. Ah, we're winding it down, and then we got Tom Corby, I believe. So let's start off with Bobby, and then Jeff, and then Tom. Bob, Jared, welcome to the show. How are you doing today? Good, Joe. How are you, brother? I'm above ground breathing and currently out of custody. It's a good day. There you go. Me too. <laughs> That's the way to go. I got court in uh, Medford, Oregon on the 23rd of March, and um, I think Corby's going to have some court support coming up for me because it's just a status hearing, but that's what decides if it goes to trial or not, so I'm hoping for some community support. Uh, I've been very depressed. Uh, this has all been, uh, I don't understand anymore. Marijuana has saved my life. Cannabis has saved my fucking life. Excuse my language. But it has saved my life. I was down to nine pounds. Anybody that wants to see it, look at Bob and Ann at Will Springs, California, YouTube. You'll see how much I weigh. And I'll send a picture now and show you I weigh 200 pounds. You know, and 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 what's going on is is just a it's a it's a pharmaceutical catastrophe. And I love everybody, and I wish everybody well. And that's really all I wanted to say tonight. All right, thank you, Bobby. Let me know uh, how court goes. Hopefully, you'll get. I will. They could lock me up, Joe. I, but I'm a soldier. They could lock me up. I don't care. I'm a soldier. They'll lock me up. I don't care. They'll lock me up for what? They're overcrowded. Well, I I don't anticipate that that's going to happen, but um, I I I'm looking forward to letting the shackles off of you. No, I'm that. looking forward to ending this shit because they just want to keep putting people in jail that are nonviolent people. No, I totally agree. And it needs to end. Totally it has to end. It has to end somewhere. Well, because they can't keep doing it to good people like Craig Cecil. He's been in prison for how long? The poor, the poor man has been in prison for how long? He never hurt no one. Yeah. I know murderers that are out. Yep, it is absolutely true. It's absolutely true. It is well, true. It's the truth. That's why we're God working bless so you, hard Joe. And God bless this show, and thank you for doing what you do. Well, it's my pleasure, and uh, we're just trying to finish the job. All right, Bobby. Yeah, I know it, and we're going to finish it, bro. I was there at your sentencing. You're an unconvicted felon. I am an unconvicted felon. It's in, it's yes, sir, you true. are. 
Yes, it is. Well, I love you, brother. And you have a good night. Let them let other people speak. I just want to let you know my court date's March 23rd, and I think Corby's got a couple people coming up for me. So I just just want to show a little support. So it's going to work out. I'm sure I'm a little sad right now, but it's okay. I'm gonna send you some happiness right through the right through the phone here. Ready? Yeah. All right. I just sent it. Let's see. Let's see how quick it gets to you. I already got it, brother. I love you. Awesome. I love you back. Thank you. All right, Bobby Jones. All right. Let's hear that NorCal report. Yep. Oh, sorry. I got. I have the worst habit about doing that. I I uh, hit a button and then people keep talking. All right, we got Jeff Eichen. We're an hour and 40 minutes into a one-hour show. Let's see what Jeff has to say. Jeff Eichen, welcome to the show. How are you doing today? Good evening, everybody. Hamp, hamp, hooray. (laughs) Right back to you. Yeah, well, my history with Jack Herrer, he, he and Ellen Comp were in my house in 1995 writing the revision of Emperor's Wear No Clothes, the first book that um, promised to expose and to share the movement that we're all involved with. So I told Jack before I pass away myself, after he had a stroke and when he was on his last legs, that I would take care of things for him. So thank God we have you. Thank God we have the walkers and that we're all, um, you know, coming together. I just launched a new web, uh, a Zoom chat today actually and a new organization that i'm um forming um for you know jack's memorial and it's called the new green farmy and that's the new the ngf and we'll have shirts and things and but we're going to be chatting global with portugal mexico city and uruguay which are all becoming sovereign. Uruguay has been sovereign for years with marijuana. Portugal just decriminalized all non-pharmaceutical drugs about four years ago in the summer. And so these are places we need to learn from. And so we're going to invite all these people on a, on every Wednesday to a Zoom chat. I don't care if there's one or if there's 50 people, but we're going to snowball this and become be make our noise the more we make our noise the more the walk will become popular and people will be waiting for us and having us on the nightly news and today i also plumped down a chunk of change for my new web builder i'm going to clean my website up like we all are told to do so people like willie and 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 all these people from hollywood cannot think that we're in the 80s because that's what people are telling me your website looks like you're in the 80s you're not going to make any stuff so i'm learning so much and the last thing of yeah. this week that i'm really excited about is the denver cannabis film festival it's the third year that i'm involved with them and a lovely lady there that that created this uh, film festival has asked me to be a judge and uh, feature my movie lifers madness with tommy chong and so i'm going to be a judge this year and we're going to watch like 30 films and pick our top three or four and we're just so excited that you know no matter how much we we see some people still going down we're fighting for you we're rooting for you 
were learning from the gay marriage people that went all the way to the Supreme Court. And when you couldn't say gay marriage on TV or on the nightly news, nor could you say marijuana, and they're both being broken down right now. So everybody just let us do our work and become involved, you know, give some dough to your favorite organization within our industry. I have a feeling that the hemp seeds are being loosened up and I'm seeing a lot of people planting these days and I have encouragement. I'm proud of the walk and what you're doing, Joe. And it's a, it's my pleasure and my honor to have this team still going and I do it for Jack. Awesome. Well, Jeff, it is absolutely my pleasure to work with you and it's exciting that you're getting, uh, getting some opportunities to, to get out there in the, in the art industry. And, you know, it's just sharing the message. We're, we're, we're getting, reaching bigger and farther. And, you know, once enough people can understand, I never have yet had anybody tell me that walk for change is a bad idea. In fact, everybody that I'm able to talk to says, well, that's a great idea. And some of them even say, how can I help? So the really, it comes to the problem really is, we just need to talk to more people, and it looks like you're breaking through well, some of that. That's fantastic. When I when I went to when I went to the Bernie rally last week, he had the biggest um, showing of people in Tacoma. I, I live in Washington State, and he had the big. And we took a ten year old, and the ten year old was immensely impressed and happy, and and he's he's a burn now, but. We went to a little cafe afterwards, not with the 10-year-old. We took him home, and then my buddy and I went. It was about 10 o'clock at night. People on either side of us were there. They were at the burn, and then I handed them each a card, one of one of our little orange cards that has the map. The map is so important on that card, and you just say, this is what we're doing. They're going, what? For what? And they're so <laughs> excited. And, and then I told them, I said, get in touch with me or the site. And I want you, on the day that we begin our walk, to have a walk for so many hours. Have photographs there. Post it on the website. I want a Washington walk. And so wherever you are, people, get some cards from Joe, hand them out, and create a walk in your state, coinciding with our launch of our walk in June. I want everybody to do a three-day walk on the same day that we take off. Love it. Love it. Awesome. Well, Jeff, always a pleasure, and I look forward to, uh, hell, I look forward to meeting you in person. You know, we're, we're, we're doing all this work <laughs> together, but we haven't even met in person. So it's going to happen sooner than later, and, um, you know, the walk is coming to you. Lifersamovie.com, everybody, and New Green Farming, the NGF, is every Wednesday on my Zoom chat. Go to my site, Jeff Eichen, E-I-C-H-E-N, on my Facebook, and you'll be able to find me, or lifersthemovie.com, everybody. You're the best, Joe, and our team uh, feels really great. And, you know, the key to, you know, to the Beatles um, was that they didn't break until way down the road, and I feel that we're not going to even get close to there. We're not going to break up, and we're going to make some good music. Absolutely. All the way to the end. Awesome. Jeff Eichen, folks, Lifer's the Movie, and uh, uh, a Brother in Arms, we're, we're walking together. All right. Thank you so much, Jeff. Right, everybody. Got-
close it up, and I think this is Tom. He didn't answer, but let's see if it is indeed Tom Corby. Tom Corby, welcome to the show. If this is you, is this you? Yes. Tom Corby. Yes, it's me. There he is. Can you hear me? All right. Yes, it's we we hunted you down. We 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 guessed at, at the number, and sure enough, you didn't you didn't respond to the screener, but you're here. All right, Tom, it's all yours. You uh, were almost two hours into a one-hour show, and I didn't even have a guest today. This was yapping. So uh, I guess we have a lot of content to talk about. It's all you, Tom. Welcome to the show. Uh, I always want to thank you, Joe and Lisa and Becca, George Monterano, always, uh, for another great historical show. Uh, it was great to hear Bobby, our friend Bobby Jarrett, talk today. And when we talk about warriors, taking them on, uh, Bob Jarrett's number one and a very good friend of ours. If he does go to trial up in Oregon on the 23rd of March, which I doubt very much, they'd be, they'd be, they'd be, uh, it wouldn't behoove them at all to take Bob Jarrett to trial. Uh, he, he has this injunction losses coming. He's still pushing for that speedy trial. That's what we always do. Uh, also, when we talk about icons and warriors, uh, Mike and Tony Booten come to mind with Wheat Country. Uh, I've talked about before when they were in jail. Uh, I'm on with Tony Booten right now on Messenger. Uh, they only have, I believe, uh, she said, 18 months to go on their probation. Uh, she, I sent that that Facebook post about dismissing cases down in California, and she she came back on about expungements, and I said, actually, expungements still will screw you. You need to get a dismissed money in, even after you complete probation. You want to file for dismissal and have that on your record. Uh, if you haven't watched Weed Country, you might want to Google it uh, with B.E. Smith. Uh, rest in peace. We sure miss B.E. on the Constitution. We always don't forget the Constitution was mentioned tonight, that we certainly can use our Constitution uh, to finally end uh, the failed war on cannabis. And... Uh, also, uh, don't forget to breathe. On my notes here, I, I, I see where I had to laugh when you mentioned 30 grams and for six plants. That's just a little over an ounce. My God. Uh, we did six plants with my master grower here, Frank, last year, just six plants. And we got 22 pounds. So it takes a lot of years, folks, to learn how to grow this this medicine and have the best medicine. Uh, you don't just put a seed in the ground and water it. Uh, also, uh, I, I'm always with uh, Daria Suzanne here today, and she would like to say something. Um, is the water coming through Butte County, Oroville? Oroville. Horrible. By any chance, because we would love to be a part of uh, the Walk for Change. Well, what I would say is that the main route is going to be running south of there, but we're doing a number of auxiliary 
um, walk. So if you guys can get 50 people or so, or however many people, and schedule a, a length of, of distance to walk, you can be part of the overall event, even though it's happening in more than one place. So we've scheduled this so that there's going to be uh, people walking in Oregon, people walking in Washington, people walking in Northern California at the same time that the main route is all leaving. And it's, it's going to be a bunch of um, smaller routes happening at the same time that the main route is. So that's that's the way that it's happening. The, the, the actual route, see, if we, if we took off through Oroville, we would have to walk over the Sierras. And that right. just didn't make a lot of sense. Um, to go right. over the Sierras, and then we'd have to go over the Rockies after that, and that would make even less right. sense. So we, we've taken the main route is going to be um, south of all that, but okay. like I said, we would certainly, we're, we're organizing uh, what we're calling pop-up walks, um, and they're, they're going to be, you know, a day, uh, 10 miles, 5 miles, however much it is, and we're going to be putting together the same fanfare, the same connection, the same message, the same press coverage, all of it, it's going to be part of the same event. So just know that. We would all want right. that to happen for sure. Absolutely. And we have plenty of flights, we'll so I will get to work there. I'm sure we can get 50 people together at least. I know you can, and I will help you organize it. You Just let me know when you're ready to, to – Sit down and talk about it, and we'll bring you into the logistics call. And we do a, a specific conference call to organize each of these little pieces. So when you got even 10 or 20 people willing to do it, um, let's let's put together a call to action, and we'll 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 organize it and get it plugged into the press, uh, the press team, and everything. We'll get it plugged into the whole media media machine. All right, Joe. Sounds good. Back to Tom. All right. Well, thank you. All right, folks. Well, that's, that's it for now. And uh, <laughs> Joe. I'm sorry, the connection is really bad. Everybody's hating the the connection's choppy for a lot of people. Go ahead. Speak off. Oh yeah, yeah. So, Joe, uh, that's what we do. Daria, Suzanne, Frank can answer today if you want to say hello. Hey Joe, everybody hey, Party Radio. Love you guys. Yeah. Love you and back. That's what we do at the Human Solution International. We come together, we volunteer like Dari has, and what that does, it takes off the load off Annie and Joe and the rest of <laughs> and the rest all the rest of us. So together we do stand and come stand with us and volunteer and help you the solution to finally and prohibition and free all our POWs. That's the goal and vision, and always has been at the Human Solution International. Come and join us. And I want to thank all the great speakers today uh, for another historical show, and you're all part of history. And Donna will tell you, don't forget to breathe. Time for Willie. <laughs> awesome. All right. Thank you so much, Tom. Always a pleasure. And we will see you all next week. Hi, I'm Willie Nelson, and the Willie Nelson Teapot Party and I endorse the human solution, supporting cannabis prisoners because no one should go to jail for a plant. Little things I should have said and done. 
Ryan here and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino at chumbacasino.com. Choose from hundreds of social casino-style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Grand Canyon University makes earning your degree possible with over 130 academic programs for traditional campus students with more than 80 bachelor's programs offered online. GCU provides you with the personal support you need from complimentary unofficial transcript evaluations within 24 business hours to scholarships, academic support, and your GCU graduation team led by your own university counselor. Find your purpose at GCU. Private. Christian. Affordable. Visit gcu.edu.